welcome to the podcast, guys. Hey. Hi. Thank you for having Hello. us. Well, me. <laughs> oh, hello to everyone that's listening. Welcome to another exciting episode of Genie Out the Bottle. Today, we'll be re- reacting to Beyonce's visual album, Black is King. I will also be having a candid conversation about our race, the black race, and the very sensitive topic of racism. But first, allow me to introduce myself. My name is Jimmy Chaka, and I'm your host. And with me today are, first, our low-key host, Afoma, designated pharmacist, <laughs> friend of the podcast. What's up? Hi. 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 And then we have Diana, who is also... Okay, I was going to introduce you. CEO here at and that's my sister friend. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. And last but not the least, Tony J, one half of the podcast, Two Half Stories. Our style Hi. expert, Soho Sister. Welcome oh. to the podcast. <laughs> Hi, thank you for having me. Thanks for coming, guys. So let's just get straight into it. So in light of all the recent talk about the black lives matter movement i feel like the underlining message of black self-love through embracing our african heritage really comes at a very appropriate time and i feel like we have to just see how beyonce's timing is impeccable because she's always so on point when it comes to like her releases i don't think this album could have come at a better time than now i think yeah so how did we watch this Toy, because it was because <laughs> i know it's for disney plus people and we don't have that over here so what are you talking about so how did you watch it the thing is i feel like i feel like the way i watch this is like, it's like it's downloading legal. illegally <laughs> No, let's just leave it. Let's leave it. Let's just say I watched it, Shah. Nisha found you way. I found you way. Because bare people haven't watched it. They say how we just discussed. There's only serious Beyonce fans that have really watched it. I Diana and Afama, Afama, how did we watch it? At a sleepover. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we watched it on Mnet. Yeah. Mnet, so why you so me? I wanted to... <laughs> Them. It was a lot of fun. Now we had visuals. We had. Yeah, okay, it was. So we had yeah. So we had like food. We had snacks yeah. and all of that good stuff. Yeah. Champagne. You know. Girls over. Had it recorded on Mnet. And yeah. We had a good time. I feel like so it's it always fun. nice to link up with Beyonce. Beyonce. We've been doing this for like time now. Well, all oh, nice. Yeah. So what did you guys think about it? Me, I loved it because. I liked all the dancing. Like I was just looking forward to seeing like Beyonce just drop moves because she always gives us. But what did you guys like about it? Let's start with Twain. Um, first of all, I was overwhelmed. <laughs> I was like, I watched this alone at like one AM. <laughs> I <Hey>. was so <laughs> overwhelmed. <laughs> like by all the visuals and I kept pausing it because I had seen like a lot of things on Instagram about how you know every frame is amazing and every shot is amazing so I just kept pausing it to test it out and I it was, was amazing away. like yeah. I was completely wild um, and I don't know I think for me it was just seeing 
it was just seeing like all that representation of like African culture. I think from the first scene, like because I mm-hmm. knew that as soon as it came on, I noticed like you know the nod to like Oshun, like the goddess of the river and whatnot. Oh, okay. And it, it was just I don't know. It was just really cool for me, just like watching it and being able to recognize. Parts Some of, of the my things, cultural yeah. things that I know and understand. Um, and yeah, there was one that. particular part that we were listening to, like was like like a cry or something. And after that, they were like, "You could hear Yoruba." Me, I said I could hear Southern Africa. Like, oh no, it is Yoruba. I could, just, I could hear different. <laughs> no, but it wasn't all Yoruba. There was uh-huh. something. It was so there, the, yeah, there's was a bit like that's Yoruba. No, oh, that, that's not Yoruba. So it's the bit that is Yoruba. No, 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 that's not Yoruba. That's not Yoruba. bit was when when she was saying um mm-hmm. that that bit that was Yoruba. But that other bit, I it, it was probably like some other African country. Or maybe it was also another Nigerian I, tribe. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that sounds like Igbo share. Maybe it was <laughs> another African country. But I yeah, thought I thought it, it was Southern just... African, and they choked me. They were like, "Hey, that's Yoruba." Hey, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, half of it, half of it was Yoruba. So everybody, everybody was right. Just yeah. yeah. No, I, I just like seeing all the different like representation of events yeah. from TV, our fashion, some of our prints, our countries. Like that was yeah. nice. And two of my ex colleagues actually um, shot the Nigeria leg as well. So I just felt like it's very, like I saw their names in the credits and I was like, oh my God. Like it's just Ooh. nice, like identifying yourself in something and then also knowing that there are people you know. People who that, have a yeah. To, to yeah. Learn. And then, see, that's just yeah. why I love being She just, she just, she just collects it. She just gives everybody a chance. Like, I didn't even get into it. Afawa, what did you like? What did you love most about it? Just mm. the storytelling, you know, like as a collective, like the way she was able to tell a whole story and reimagine mm. what Lion King would be in the 21st century, you know? That was really, it was just captivating. Like, obviously, we all know that Beyonce is a genius. She's a creative Fact. genius for sure, you know? But seeing it play out and how she was able to like connect all the stories and with the music and the you know visuals the visuals were insane the videos were so good yeah you know the jara yeah when yeah. it was like the past in lagos and all of that like it was just so good like i felt like i don't know i was like it couldn't have been done better yeah. honestly the but visuals did we like, were 10 over like 10 all, amazing all the songs like were they things that you thought could have been done better like mm-hmm. for one the tiwa video yep. right keys to the kingdom yeah for sure yeah that <laughs> was horrible God. well okay no. it could have been better it was like yeah. it was, it was it like was a sick it was like a sick yeah it was underwhelmed yeah i remember yeah, being so hyped after like we're just watching back to back yeah me a lot of team dance the shatter yeah. video we're hyped and you just got to King Keys to the Kingdom, and we're just like, what's happening? You know, it'll be interesting to know on? if it'll be interesting to know if every other African country represented if they felt the way that Nigerians do about their own legs. So you know how mm. other other people may be hyped about your own bit because they don't like know you that well. But then mm. when you see it, you're like, there's no what my country is about. Like, why? Why have you done? I wonder yeah. what other people um, from other African countries think. I know, I don't, you know, Tiwa, I don't even know how her leg is within the African continent per se, but you know, with the other African babes, she always, she's had like some issues with some other African artists. 
some other females. What was that one that was thick? That was Ghanaian, not Ghanaian, Kenyan. Um, Victoria Kimani. They had one back to back with Tua, yes. And then when the Lion King came out, (laughs) they were kind of pressed about it because they were like, oh, the history of Lion King is sort of set around their own plot, like their own history. But then they weren't represented in the casting or whatever. So she wasn't very happy about it because she felt like they... But I feel like they had the storyline. Let other people have a chance to enter now since Africa is more than one, technically. I mean, I so a lot of... I can understand okay. how if, if, if you felt that it was based on your culture, based on your environment, how you might feel like, okay, we should represent it. I don't know. Maybe they have their reasons for why they didn't. I mean, I guess with any project, it's not easy. So they probably have... To please everybody yeah. as well. Yeah. Because so part of the criticism, the criticism, they said, oh, that criticized for being monolithic that it portrayed africa in this like africa is one but it's like yeah africa is one like we're all black people but there's so many variations like we have different languages even within like how many languages do we have in nigeria about 250 because even within Igbo, there's like dialects so you can be from like a lot of people don't even understand in Igbo apparently but i'm Igbo, so it will be very difficult to please everybody around the continent. And I also don't think I feel like they're putting a lot of pressure on Beyonce. Like she's not the savior of Africa. Like that's Thank not you. really like what she came to do. She was just, you know, like Akuma said at the beginning, it was just reimagining what that Lion King story would be like as today from an Africa perspective. And I, I also I I don't want to say that the the visual album was an afterthought, but based on why other countries are not represented, I feel like they started off picking like the hottest artists in Africa. They had to. Yeah. So it's almost like I I find it hard. Like I can't see how they would have then tied it into okay, I just want to represent every African country. Africa, because that yeah. wasn't really the I don't know that, that that was the objective or that's what they were going for. So they, they and plus like, like in gathering all of these people, man, is who is it's the artists or the people that know people that can really be reached like you can't really be in your little hut like that no one knows you that much and be expecting yeah, when you said Victor Kimani was something about to where I was like the last time I said that his name was like like 2015 like literally facts so um so yes another criticism that I've heard I don't know if you guys have heard this well I know you guys have heard this um <laughs> is that the idea that Beyonce practices witchcraft so some people have said that the album somewhat had a lot of satanism and the worship of marine spirits being portrayed in the album what do we think Afi (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so here's the thing, right? Um, honestly, I think that's a bit of a stretch. Okay, so what Beyonce, in my opinion, you know, I'm not in her head. I don't know what she was she she really planned to do. But what I think she was doing was showing the spiritual mm. nature of the African culture. 
Africans in general were very spiritual people. Um, we've always been spiritual back down to our great 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 grandfathers our forefathers were spiritual by nature even now with christianity we're very spiritual with mm-hmm. islam we're, we're spiritual in general whether it's with um religion or it's just you know, our general i don't know what word yeah our general vibe our culture so in the video showing mm-hmm. a lot of spirituality She's not channeling it to any religion. That is she's just that showing that spirituality within the African essence. heritage. That exactly, exactly, and you can't really call it satanic because we don't know if it's satanic. We just know it's spiritual. Like she's being spiritual, but there's good yeah. and there's bad in spiritualism. You don't know which one it is and what she's doing, so you can't categorically mm. say that. She was and that's being also demonic. viewing some of our own heritage as you know what I mean. Like, do we think that? exactly and we can't but we can't say that you know because before we got colonized before you know the caucasians came we that's all we knew exactly that's all we knew but we can't say all our forefathers have been evil by nature or have been satanic that's not true there were people that did things that were evil in every situation Mm. in everything there's good and bad you know even in religion now in christianity Mm -hmm. in islam there's good and bad there's good and bad everywhere but you cannot say that that spiritual nature of our forefathers of you know africans in general is negative completely is demonic completely yeah. that's not it wouldn't be fair okay so yeah so that's just my that's yeah just my personal opinion on that like it, it looks it looks kind of you know what's what's really going on but she was just showing what african culture is in it in all its essence in its pure form and we cannot, because of that, call say what she was doing was yeah. the money. That that wouldn't be right. Um, it wouldn't be. I fair. want us to talk about yeah, the so. different types of black people that we have. Antoine, you gave us a really interesting description of the differences that you think exist. Can you tell us what, the different types of black people and how you think they like we all react to racism or the impact of their racism? Because if you look at why the Black Lives Matter movement sort of came up in this 2020 was after that boy was killed by the black police. But us as like Nigerians, we're not particularly afraid of our police the way the black man abroad is of their police. Yeah, I mean, it's a different topic entirely. But I feel some people, I mean, I personally don't feel that. I feel the police are very stressful. I don't feel safe like if I'm around them. Yeah. I'd run to the police. So. I, I, I mean, in a different limelight, but I still feel very familiar with that. I don't feel secure around police in Nigeria. And that's just based on the fact that you never know what can happen. It can be a whole lot of chaos mm. and drama. But that's a different But that's happens. not because you are it's not black because of race. Girl. It's just no, because, it's because of... they see you and just think they can uh, take advantage of you. It's, yeah. yeah. So what I'm asking Tony now is, she should tell us the different types of black people that she thinks exist and how how we all react to racism like do we react to it differently um yeah so i think it really the the three groups in my mind the way i see the three groups and it's sort of all down to like upbringing and really where where you call home or where you identify mm. with um and i think for people like us you know we grew up in nigeria we went abroad uh, we went to the uk to study for a couple of years but I think with us, we sort of had that pride in being African and being mm-hmm. black, you know. You like 
we were all treated like kings at home right so yeah you didn't really have a complex you didn't really have a race issue yes when we went to the uk there were little bits and bobs of racism but i feel like for me personally i didn't i didn't get it right away it took a while mm. it took a lot of like it took a lot of caucasian people in my school saying oh you say it because you're black or you this is an excuse for me to actually realize that that was the thing otherwise <laughs> i didn't feel like anyone was treating me any kind of way so there's us there's people who sit in the middle who they know their home so they're nigerian but they live in america or in the uk or wherever at the moment they have dual citizenship right and for them they understand these race issues and they experience it but when they experience it i feel like it's not as deep as somebody who is a black american for example because you know that if worse comes to worse you can actually pack your bags and go home like you actually know where your home is and you can go there and then yeah. the group of people who are originally from these western countries so a yeah. black american for example they, they don't know where they're from they don't know what their heritage is all they know is that they're american and for them you can imagine how daunting it is to know somewhere as your home and then somebody is basically telling you that you are not from here and okay. treating you like you don't deserve to be from there and it's just mm. interesting to see like the varying degrees of like what i call black privilege because it's like it is a privilege that you have that you can never really understand that you're you know that the next black person who is in doesn't really have is, is going to exactly so it's um it, it's a really interesting dynamic to like you know experience or, or yeah i think they are a bit more like so our racist radars are a bit more for us we're not as sensitive as they are so like yeah. what you were saying that it took you a while to sort of pick on some things that white people did that were kind of racist right okay. so diana can you hear me I'm here, I'm oh, okay yeah so um just speaking on some of the complexes that each side might have whether it's an inferiority or superiority complex like i know you grew up and you lived in england so what was it like obviously you fall within the demographic of africans who you you lived in england but you always knew that you had a home somewhere but then right now this is your home or you are like one of many other races right so for you you're the minority because everybody's predominantly white so what was it like like growing up in i definitely think England. there's a few different situations now because growing up i guess to me i didn't feel like i had a home that was somewhere else i mean i knew i was originally from nigeria but at that time at that age as a child that wasn't mm-hmm. really my home so obviously it was a familiar ground but it wasn't home obviously at older age i became more accustomed to nigeria and then it became my home place i feel like as a child growing up in a country which i guess is predominantly another race um a lot of questions you kind of ask yourself and i think you're put in a lot of questions every single day as you grow you kind of understand yourself a bit better um I mean, I actually grew up in Scotland, so it was even a little bit more different than England, right? Because mm. back then, very few Africans and Nigerians we could count ourselves. We, we knew ourselves. We were all familiar. I mean, not 
literally not like that but you could kind of know everybody that was black or nigerian or african the community mm-hmm. was kind of small-knit and for me i know in my school growing up my primary school i only had in fact in the whole school it's only me and one other girl there was a girl in the senior school and myself in the primary school that was the only two black people in the whole entire school for many years and so i feel like i had to kind of understand okay i'm a bit different I have we a have different, different hair yeah i mean hair is even the least of it but yeah i had to wear braids i didn't have to but that was my thing i wore braids people would ask is it your real hair you might say it is your real hair you know um <laughs> I feel like white people can ask the most ignorant <laughs> questions. No, but it's not ignorant because they really just didn't know. I mean, it, it is ignorant, yeah. but like my point is, they didn't know. Especially if you were saying it was your hair, they would believe you because their hair was long like that as well. Um, I mean, so you kind of, I think it was much old. I started understanding my, like myself and my uniqueness and understanding, okay, I'm from, like the speciality in being myself and in being African and all the things that come Yeah, with. I was always aware of it. But I probably just felt like, oh, why must it be different? Like, you're kind of, I wouldn't say confused, but you're kind of conscious about that you're different and you don't want to seem too different, right? Yeah. I don't like what you Especially are when, when everybody is somewhat the same. It's exactly. like sometimes you want to stand out, but it's not like Exactly. Well. So there's a norm. There's a general way things are done, but your own is just slightly different. And, you know, you might want to downplay because you feel like you don't want to stand out. I mean, just small yeah. things. Like I remember when um, there were some. I mean, they're now like family friends, but there were some um, some girls that moved to my school. I mean, this was probably like later on, and there were like two sisters. And one, I remember within a few days of her being there. First of all, everybody asked, "Are we sisters?" And I was like, "I don't know her." You know. <laughs> um, and then I think one day her braid dropped to the playground, and then they now all brought it to me, and they were like, um, "Yeah, it's yours." And I was like, no. I think my hair was black. Her hair was brown. And I was like, no, my hair is black. And then they were like, yeah. okay, we're taking to lost and found. So there's a lot of things that I feel like you have to kind of deal with. Like, no, just that was it, literally. So for me, it was like, oh, they've come to my school now. They're like, I'm just going to I've been in this school for like maybe four years. My braids never done from the floor before. Like my braids don't fall around the school, and then you just come here. Like, You're just that kind of thing. You're stressed. <laughs> So, yeah, like, like you're just feeling a little stressed because, like, because for us Nigerians that grew up here, if hair is on the floor, you understand you pee. Like, you you're not about to, like, and yeah, like, oh, you wish I take it to Lost and Found. That exactly. was sure. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just doing that. I feel like they were the person that I did come up find it. That was, that was the best thing. Like, bless them. Yeah, because in their mind, it's like, why, baby, there's a problem. So, why is your hair funny? <laughs> And they don't really get so it. many things. Like just thinking about it, and I just remember something that came to my mind. Like out, I know it's a little bit. I mean, we'll talk about it. We had a, a, a play at school that we were doing, and I think it was based on one of these explorers coming to different countries around the world, right? Mm-hmm. And every class in the school, this is primary school, every class in the school had a they had a, a country they were representing. So like anybody could have been anything, like. You could mm-hmm. have been Jamaica, you could have been Asia, We used to have that now, like maybe yeah. you went there So my class happened to be Nigeria. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I don't even know how that fell on my lap, but whatever. So my mom was obviously very heavily involved in like just helping with costume. Your parents only help us in primary school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I mean like fabrics and all of that. And I just remember now, I don't know if this is, this is off topic, but 
we were you know in, in schools we would learn like so your art your music everything would link to what you were doing every part of learning would all be incorporated into one thing so in music class we were learning songs in art we were doing this anyways i remember the songs were so for example it was i think it was like this is, this is let me say the way they talk it was ekoro ekoro africa <laughs> And obviously, I went home and told my mom very happily, you know, she was like, yeah, it's Ekaro. And I was like, oh, no, that's what they're saying. I need to link it. So, I mean, small things like that. But essentially, um, yeah, but it's also how we murdered, like, some English words, man. Like, I'm sure, yeah, like, that, that you, was, yeah, I mean, the teacher yeah. doesn't obviously know how to speak Yoruba. She just saw the lyrics and said it. And she thought it was Ekaro, Ekaro, Africa. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of things when it comes into racism in terms of I think just like I was saying how you feel you're a little bit unsure if if like why am I different why do I stand out why must my own be uh why must my own be like kind of awkward right but at the same time you know some people are also very um open and accommodating I think it just depends on where you find yourself some people are actually open to your uniqueness and things about you that make you different like i never had an issue of not making friends i never had an issue of oh because you're black like no i didn't have those issues maybe based on where i was but my issue was more or less just even in the norm of doing things sometimes just feeling a bit different yeah and maybe for example but i feel like also like sometimes we don't celebrate our differences as much as we should so it's like it's why sometimes like when you think about how like past like africans were almost even racist to themselves like with how we did our hair or what we how we bleached our skin and like all the things that because it's up until very recently that you had people you know had to like speak up against some of these things like oh your black is beautiful the reason why they allowed them is because a lot of practices were almost implying that being black having brown skin having nappy hair things like that didn't mean that you were beautiful so it was always as if things that lean towards more western looks whether it's lighter skin you know but it's now that everyone's sort of like wanting fuller lips and thicker butts and all the things that we used to be shamed about so i i can definitely see like changes in like diana and i were talking about how our kids might never know relaxers because some of us just stopped at some point because i didn't i from my own conscious life like i was always relaxing my hair i didn't understand why even till now sometimes you take your hair to the salon and the hairstylist telling you your hair is too thick man you need to relax that thing and you're just like you're not relaxing (laughs) they'll be like (laughs) they'll be disturbing (laughs) you about it so i feel like sometimes we as well as the human race in general like no two human even twins are not the same like no two human beings are the same like we're all very unique but like there's also sometimes the need to find all the people that are most similar to you i don't know why but i think most people are racist like because if we look at the definition of racism the belief that different races possess distinct characteristics abilities or qualities especially so as to distinguish them as inferior or superior to one another like i understand our differences but sometimes like some people can't help but just think of themselves as 
higher beings and i feel like white people like when they look at africa or based on what they've been taught or just how how many africans are trying to move to their countries they can't help but feel superior because it's like why like why are you coming here what's wrong with where you're from you know i don't know do you think we have an inferiority superiority and just so if i think about it from a black context um Mm -hmm. you know now there's all this conversation about like cultural appropriation and it's not that we are saying that we are better than you it's just we don't actually want you to start identifying with our culture like we're just not interested um and i think i I remember like at a levels I remember the, I, I got a ferry one time because of a girl who, um, there's some girl who was South African, um, but she was, she was Caucasian and, you know, mm-hmm. she always just tried to befriend me and I don't know, there was one day she was having a conversation about, oh, you know, all the things she's been to in Africa and just talking about how African she was and I was just like, I'm not African, like, I, I don't care what you say, like, you're, you're white, like, don't try and associate yourself with Africa. And like the girl was crying. So next thing I knew, yeah. you know, <laughs> it was so intense. Like they called me into like so it was just my house was just and they called me to the principal's office and they were like, you know, it's really awkward, but it feel like it's a race issue and I'm bullying her based on race and I was like, mm, I don't care what you say. Now, uh... I just don't want her to say that she's African. She stopped telling me she's African, it's annoying me. So she just stay with she... <laughs> the African <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't because I felt I was like superior. It's just I actually just don't want you to identify with me, and it's not by force. Like just do your yeah. own thing and let me do my own thing, you know. Yeah, but I feel like with some race. No, but you don't think she had a right to say she was African? Sorry. No, after my sorry, sorry. You don't. You don't think she had a right to say she was the African? You don't think she had a right. To the say truth she was is African? based on today based on where we are today and just sort of trying to be politically correct i would say she has it it's not in hindsight trying to be politically politically correct i would say she has a right but in my heart i'm sorry (laughs) no (laughs) like in my heart of heart no but based on being politically correct and letting anybody identify as whatever they want to identify as yeah Yeah. what what was really irritating to you was the fact that she was coming to come and like like, form she has been to africa friends, been to like, was that it was it was everything so it was you all you want to do is talk about the fact that you're african it's almost like you feel like oh it's cool to be different in this space it's, yeah exactly it's like a selling point wow i'm from africa and she was just tried to be my friend and so <laughs> I, I actually the thing is i actually had a caucasian friend i think akuma just mentioned her um a caucasian yeah. friend that i had who's from brazil so she's brazilian mm-hmm. she's british she's american she's from lots of places but she's grown up in africa all her life when you're really african you don't feel the need to to say it yeah it so that girl was african and it showed in a little thing you know when you when we like so her birthday went out to dinner with her family and you know all the white girls brought her money and tried to pay and me and we're looking at them like i like you guys don't have home training like what are you doing you know like she just had african behavior but it wasn't like oh you know i live in africa i did this i did this she told me because yeah. we became friends a lot of other people did not know where she did where she came from you know so it was almost like i don't you know i feel like you're overcompensating and i don't and know probably why. the same genuine as well it like, didn't like, it didn't 
and then when you say you're from south africa all i think of is apartheid and all of a sudden i just actually don't like <laughs> work with you you know all of a sudden. <laughs> but, yeah but even when i was like i was asking about just i feel like superiority complex i feel like some white people genuinely feel like they are better than other races whether it's jews blacks browns whatever so they like you've been seeing online i think they call those women karens like you have those people who are just like i speak on it um so like with people that i think feel they are better than um others black people i don't really know where it stems from but i think it's more or less the fact they don't understand for example like oh how can you be so successful or how can you be so smart or how can you be at the same level with me i don't know maybe it's based on how they were brought up or how their mindset has been like conditioned to think but i think for them it's they want to put you down so that they seem better i think mm. that, that that is it because it's funny what's up into my mind um kind of growing up there wasn't too much racism for me based on maybe where i stayed or where i lived but i would say recently i've experienced this mm. one example i can remember being younger was on my street there was an old lady very very old lady and me and my cousins were playing on the street there mm-hmm. are kids all over the street i don't even play outside normally you know nigerian children we don't really play outside i think on yeah. the one occasion i was riding my bike or whatever and this lady was always complaining like she would always come out and start saying something or wagging her Nobody understood what she was saying, so we just used to know how to continue playing. So one day she called the police on us, and I remember <laughs> being so confused and upset. Like, what did we do that was actually wrong? Like, yeah, like, why? Like, I see people playing on the street all the time. Why did this lady feel call the police? I think I must have been like, I don't know, maybe like between six to eight years old, and I wasn't one of my cousins. So. It's, it's just very funny maybe she was obviously from an older age where they didn't really understand black people and whatever yeah as i'm telling when i try to understand like racism i try to look at it from like tribalism point of view like you know how like you have the older generations who who are like oh why evils this one's at your best this one's the house that like they i feel like the older generation have a more tribalistic approach to the country than we do so sometimes like you see them expressing their biases to you you might not share those biases but like sometimes you don't even realize when you've learned it maybe in the way you start to maybe pick your friends or the way you're just like oh well i'm not tribalist but you sort of are because you don't even know it but you sort of picked it from home you might not understand why they feel how they feel and even if you understand it you didn't really experience it because like life changes and culture changes i feel like we're certainly less tribalistic than our parents were and by the grace of god our children will be more open than we are so i think sometimes like things have to evolve so you have those older women who are probably still thinking that times are the same where they had slaves or these are the slaves children or whatever but it's like now she doesn't really understand or can understand the concept that like life is evolving and life is changing and now black kids are cool i think another thing that that is peculiar to racism and i do think that Caucasians actually believe it is they, they feel threatened they're not threatened from like a hmm. you're successful but 
if you think about the kind of stories that I've painted about like black neighborhoods specifically or just black mm. people and black families and all the like violence and crime um, I feel like for a lot of them they believe this like I feel threatened bullshit that they're all feeding each other so if you think about yeah. it, an old woman that calls the police on children there's mm-hmm. probably something somewhere that has fed her that it, anybody that's black is dangerous so please just mm-hmm. call the police and make sure that you're safe and that's what you find as well with police police brutality a lot of them claim that they felt threatened mm-hmm. um and i don't know it's i i I don't know whose problem that is because I feel like everybody plays the black communities the same way. So even black people do it. So, you know, the rappers, yeah. the, the yeah, things like that they, they rap about. They you know. <clears throat> yeah, so we all contribute to it. So it's it's quite it's a bit of a, a bit of an odd one. Very yeah, I think it's quite complex. Yeah. So I definitely feel like the conversations about um the black race and racism now is so, is going a long way in helping the situation because like even with Nigerians before like actually with a lot of Igbos I think Hausa people speak their language but like you would have a situation where like a lot of kids can't really speak they speak English fluently but they don't speak none of their native languages because somehow <laughs> maybe the parents didn't think it was important i don't know but of recent i've noticed that people are beginning to see the error in their ways because you speak to a lot of kids you speak the language and they answer you in english and i have an auntie that vexes like she takes it very personal but well at least you can like hear and respond like i, I can't do that like <laughs> None. I can't hear. I can't. Nothing. Zilch. And it's so embarrassing because when people hear my like name, able to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. And like, sometimes they don't even hear my name. They just see me and they just assume because that's Ibo's face. And they yeah, just assume. And I'm like, but so you can't speak Yoruba. Uh, yeah. 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 Oh, Rooted. D. <laughs> 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 I actually do wish I was taught it, but I mean, everybody, they have their reasons for why I wasn't. Um, yeah. Both my friends are from different places. However, they do speak a common language, but I feel like Which the is. common language for them was to have a language that they could talk to privately as husband and wife that students would not understand. Yeah. So, either way, any of the languages, do you get what I mean? They both speak Yoruba themselves, actually, because they both grew up in Yoruba, but uh, they're from different places. Yeah, so, obviously, they're a lot of of effort goes into it. I remember growing up, so yes, they used to speak Yoruba to us a lot, but at some point, so this thing you said about your your aunt's best thing. It started mm. to really piss my dad off because yes, we understood your but we didn't speak. And I remember every Sunday, my dad would gather all all the children. You all sit down, give you a Yoruba Bible, <laughs> and there was this Yoruba newspaper. I'll never forget. It's called Alari. Wow. And they'll make you read. So you come, you be given your passage, and you read it out to everybody. And then they will mm. laugh at you if you read rubbish. And then they will make mm. fun of you. 
my brother is learning. still making to today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah like, exactly. That's the thing. I feel like he was being proactive. My old parents thought it was cool. Like the more they, <laughs> the more they criticized <laughs> them, the happier they were. Like I was standing out. <laughs> <laughs> so like no one was even trying to change that because for him it's just like, please, my dear, also, just don't murder English. For my mom, though, I do say, I think at a young age, she did start to try. But I feel like for me, I actually think at that point, was I think of shame too. Where I was like, I don't know what you're saying. I don't know why you're talking to me in a different language. So thinking about it now as an older person, I think it must also be a bit of a thing of, like I said, being very different and like, I have so many people I'm talking to about who wants to start learning another language again. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but now, obviously, I do wish I had probably, like, because I thought this was like, oh, like, forgive me. <laughs> so I think she tried on her own part. My dad did not even bother. Like, I didn't even bother. Yeah. But so, would you guys, you would you guys egg learn egg. your language now? Do you, like, is it something like you would do at this age, or are you just? Yeah, like, I would. I but I'm trying. Yeah. To. May I make a conscious effort to speak Igbo now I with my mom? It. I don't see enough content for my language online. Or Which is what's your language? Boki. Okay. And I feel like most people that try to teach try to teach in this really um I don't know what kind of way I'll say, but just come at you speaking. And it's like, you yeah. need to learn that if you're going to teach me something, you can speak the language and then say it in English. Then I'll pick things and I'll start to understand and recognize. Like, no, words. but can I say something? When I was doing that French, when I was doing those French classes, that there was a point where they stopped speaking any form of English. There so it's more point, or less to. There was a point. Okay, not my from day one. Do you understand that? Very familiar. Like, you yeah. need, in terms of something like Yoruba, I feel like I've picking up some certain words based on repetition and hearing them and then if someone as in I picked it up so now I can actually put something together I cannot speak at all but I might understand what you're saying based on just hearing some words so yeah. that's a more effective way to learn I really wish I had more material that I could go in my own time my own pace and learn from I think by now I would be speaking and learning and understanding but that's because mine isn't really I haven't seen much online but I know like Europe has a lot of things online a lot yeah you know, it's one of the major languages the same thing without that yeah and evil. So, Sorry to be ignorant. Where where's your <laughs> where where's Buki from? Like the Buki is in the north. Yes. Oh, okay. Northeastern Cross River. And apparently so, that's really close to Ebonyi. And so it's also really apparent- close to Cameroon. Yeah. And the Cameroon Mountains. Tell them. Yeah. So that's that's where I'm from. <laughs> and it's also very close to Oburu, right? Yeah. You guys sound so far. Yeah, carry us around now. Exactly. Let's hit the streets, man. Let's I mean, travel this year. Like I say, when I'm getting married, you're gonna go on a retreat. You're gonna learn a lot. So, okay. you know. So that means if you don't marry you now, before, then, you know, you never have. Like, that was always the mindset that eventually we would, but I'm ready. Just tell me. Do you guys think there's anything that can be done about racism? Like, do you think people will never like? Do you, do you think people will ever start uh, stop seeing color or stop seeing race and just see people? Do you think the human race will ever reach that? I think it's going to have to eventually, whether they like it or not. Whether it's slow yeah. or fast, it's going to have to. Like, no one's going to be living like this forever. I feel this last, like this year, everything that has happened, I mean, obviously it's not enough it's not like complete in fact i feel like it's even fading away already with everything but 
fact that it was even able to happen to an extent i feel like a lot of people that actually went through so much like years ago they would be proud of at least that something is changing even if it's slightly Mm, Um, yeah i feel like as as the world continues to evolve it's going to happen so i don't think that people are even going to accept or tolerate anything less than at this point because now they really understand their value and their worth yeah, they always understood, but I feel like they maybe didn't feel they had the opportunity to be themselves or express that they were down. But now that they're up, like everybody should move over and understand that we're all the same, and literally let every single person be able to be themselves. Mad. Okay, let's. I think it's time for us to round off. I don't know if anything can really be done per se, because I feel like sometimes in life you realize that good and evil is all part of the mix like you can i mean try to make and leave this world a better place but evil exists and (laughs) some people (laughs) yeah like some people are just you know stuck in their ways and some people will see what it is they are looking for so it's just best for you to rise above whatever hate that anybody has it's like with all the negativity i feel like beyonce constantly receives from people who just want to misunderstand her like i think if she really focused on how they felt about her whether it's her size or her music or i don't know if if you're always trying to get some type of validation from people who are just trying to misunderstand you it's just seems like an effort in fertility like there's no point so i just think that whether or not like the white man is accepting or or even the black man accepting of themselves like we just need to realize that we're all still in this human race together like there's still going to be evil but it doesn't mean that you shouldn't like keep doing whatever it is that you want to do in this life i think yeah i yeah uh, beyonce beyonce tried i think for one of my highlights of 2020 this was on a positive note this year has had some <laughs> we off some very off off starts anyway thank you guys for coming on the podcast for us to discuss this very sensitive and deep conversation and yeah till next time guys thank you Thank you for having us. And oh my god, people, please check out Two Half Stories. Tony and her sister have a podcast that is mad. Check it out. Oh my god, yes, please. I'm not focused because I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for being focused. And Diana, Diana has like some great pieces. She makes bags and shoes, and she's like our little fashionista. So check her out too. Harriet Eleven, get your life. Alpha is a co-host. Maybe I should change name. Junior <laughs> man. But yeah, thanks for listening, guys. <laughs>